0: is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore.
1: Good morning, it's John Moore. This is The Breakfast Wrap for Friday, December 23rd. Well, today's weather forecast, perhaps not that much of a surprise. We've got rain changing to snow and blowing snow at some point this morning. Snowfall amount, not all that significant, but the winds are really going to kick up and the temperature is going to fall to minus nine this afternoon, which is going to lead to very slippery conditions. Here are the five things you need to know. Number one, winter storm threatening Christmas. Number two, schools around the GTA preemptively close. Number three, travelers struggle and camp out. Number four, Mayor John Tory sits down for a year and chat with News Talk 1010. And number five, parents in Halton District are suing over that teacher dress code.
2: Stormwatch for your Ontario Subaru dealers on News Talk 1010.
1: Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Friday before Christmas but what a different Christmas this is going to be for so many people but Robert Turner it's a very sweet way to begin the show because you know normally I think we would bring out the timpanis and uh and and uh, you know I don't know what else we would use to pretend to disaster but honestly I've spent the last 24 hours reviewing every source I could get on the weather and uh you know if it's not bad enough they're calling it what a bomb cyclone the, it's, it just seems that it's going to be, uh, not a pleasant experience. And the biggest part of this is if this was happening on, you know, a Friday in January, sure, we'd all hunker down, school would be canceled and we'd figure out how much Netflix we were going to watch. But the urgency of Christmas and all the things that we want to do for Christmas makes this an especially fraught experience. Now, in our case, we've, uh, We've identified, I think it's like ten a m. this morning is the pull the ripcord moment. Uh, and it doesn't look like we're going to go to Montreal. And that's okay. You know what? If I could urge people one thing, it's the people are so hidebound about tradition. It's like we must all be together at midnight on the twenty fourth into the twenty fifth, or we must all be somewhere on the morning of the twenty fifth, or I absolutely cannot possibly miss Christmas with my mother. Um, it's okay. You know, something we realized in my family, my dad, when I was a teenager, we were living in Montreal, but he was working in Ottawa. And so we came up with this idea, well, not idea, it's not exactly, we were geniuses, but of portable birthdays and portable occasions. And so we'd say, okay, so it's my brother's birthday next Tuesday, but we're going to move it to next Saturday because that's when dad's going to be back from Ottawa. And then you realize that if you can sort of scratch out the sentimentality of the whole thing, that the important aspect is that we will have Christmas with my sister-in-law, but it may be next Tuesday. We'll just have to see how it all works out. Um, But I know, I mean, I was listening to all kinds of reports on my way in this morning in the car, going over all of the CTV reporting and there was a woman in a Vancouver, at the Vancouver airport and she was in tears because she said, we're going to miss Christmas. And yeah, it's an insufferably miserable experience to be stuck in an airport for a couple of days Um, and it's really sad to miss Christmas. But the important thing I hope is that eventually we'll all be together. But this is I think
0: compounded too by the fact that it's kind of the first back to normal-ish Christmas. Yes.
1: Right. So there have
0: been a lot of people who were like, this is the year. And now it's not covid. It's just, you know, a a wicked winter storm that's just hammering tons of North America.
1: And people are going to extreme measures. I'll tell a story when we join up with our friends at CP24 about a guy who actually decided, fine, I'm just going to rent a car and I'm going to drive. And it's probably when the bill comes in, he may not think that was such a sweet idea because dumping out a car in Newfoundland is uh, is problematic. But, yeah, um, let's face it, all of Maureen Holloway and I were talking yesterday and we'll talk about it at 650 this morning, the that. Every sitcom, every drama always had a Christmas episode, and of course, there had to be something extreme about it. So it was always about, well, we're all hunkered down and we got stuck at the office, so we're all going to have Christmas at the office. Or we couldn't be with this person, we went with that person. I mean, Robert, you've invited us over to, to Christmas dinner at your house. Well, I, I know how much your kids would I enjoy well, that. I,
0: no, no, actually, what I did was I invited you— I'm not exactly
1: you, Uncle John.
0: I've, I invited you for Christmas dinner at my mom's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not cooking. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was—well, there's, there's always room. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, you, you raise a good point of people getting trapped at the office, like in a, yeah. as a movie plot. You and I are here. Yep. And if that flash freeze comes early— do you and I just, like, camp out here and do Christmas together at the station? Like, <laughs> you know what?
1: If we did that, turn on the microphones. I think the <laughs> listeners would have a party. Um, I mean, let's talk about the practical aspects of this. I've only been talking about the emotional aspects of this. First of all, um, I don't think I need to do the, uh, the roll call of schools that are closed because if you're a parent, you already know. And as a matter of fact, if you're a parent, you probably already decided even if school wasn't canceled, you weren't going to send the kids in. I love that some of the boards are going to do asynchronous learning today. Really? Do you think on Friday, the 23rd of December before Christmas, with a storm looming, that any kid is going to click in today because there might be something about math that they want to learn? Uh, We have warming centers that are going to be open, uh, actually, as of yesterday. At one point, I was listening, I think, to The Rush. Yeah, Rashmi and Scott Reed were hilarious yesterday afternoon because um, Scott went on a tear about a previous Christmas where he was trying to travel and the weather got got in the way. Um, but they were, Reshmi was grieving the fact that the warming centers were only going to open later today. And apparently they did open yesterday. So uh, warming centers are opening for, you know, the precariously housed and the homeless. Uh, schools are closed. TDC has actually announced, and this is very unfortunate, but you know, unavoidable, they've closed down 41 bus stops. 41 bus stops are going to be out of service. And the reason why that would be a sad thing is people still need to get around today. You know, maybe you've got last minute shopping or maybe your work is something you can't avoid. I mean, if you're a nurse, you can't exactly say, yeah, snow ain't coming in. Uh, But if you've got bus stops out of service, which are in Zones where, you know, like there's a hill that the bus would have a hard time climbing. Well, great. You as a pedestrian now have to navigate that slippery hill in order to get to another bus stop in order to get to where you are going. Um, we're going to get a better timeline on this when we're joined by um, Bill Coulter, CP24 meteorologist. Because, But it's, it's also going to be a very unpredictable thing. I mean, we're sitting at four degrees right now. The whole key to this is, and while I was prepping the show this morning in my home office, the rain was just coming down. And Robert Turner, you drove in, I drove in. Um, it's, it's steady, heavy rain out there, which actually I keep thinking like every minute that goes by that it's rain and not snow is, is a bonus. But at some point, the temperature is going to go down. Possibly after our show, which would be lovely, because then Robert Turner and I can hop in our cars and get to our homes, and just hunker down. Um,
0: And not get trapped here for the new Hallmark movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they're moving in together. Uh, But at some point, the temperature drops below zero, and that's where the trouble begins. And there's two aspects to that story. One is the first freeze, which is all the wetness out there, boom, turns to ice. Then... All the wetness that is still coming down is snow. Now, the city has said they're in a position of readiness. We'll revisit that plan shortly, but it seems like they've got it in hand. Uh, but the fact that winds are going to gust now, the latest, Robert, is 100 kilometers an hour. I'm going to have to go look that up on that famous scale of winds. It's just above 99. Yeah. But 50, I always say 50 is where it's a nuisance. Like, I, okay, can't go golfing, can't go biking. 60 is like, this is something. Uh, 70 is, uh, and you're going to mock me now. I still haven't fixed the aluminum siding on the side of the house.
2: All right, so what's Toronto talking about? I believe the only person who can answer that for us is John Moore. Good morning, John.
1: Hi, Bakari, nice to be here. Happy Friday and
2: Merry Christmas. Happy Friday and Merry Christmas Eve Eve. So first off, the big topic, of course, weather, you know, school closures, TTC removing stops, flights. What do you have?
1: Yeah, this is all anybody's going to be talking about today and tomorrow. And a lot of people are making plans, canceling plans, trying to improvise things for Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, you you hit on all the big notes. I mean, schools preemptively canceled. WestJet canceling all flights after 9 a.m. this morning out of Pearson. Um, we have some pretty severe weather coming our way. I'll let Bill uh, do all the hard lifting on this one, but really it's all about when do we cross that threshold? I mean, at the moment we're at 3-4 degrees, but once we drop below freezing, first we have this flash freeze situation, then we're going to have the rain turning to sleet and then to snow. So it becomes a real issue about how people are going to get around and if they're even going to try to get around. And the City of Toronto's measures against this are that effectively, it's almost like Captain Picard sitting in the command chair. At one point, they're going to give the order and say okay start brining and salting and then they're going to give the order okay put the shovels down start shoveling Uh, but this is going to be an interesting day and I think an awful lot of people are anxious about how we're going to tackle Christmas because it's not going to be a Christmas like others well that's for sure
2: (laughs) we'll be talking about it for a while also uh John Tory (laughs) Toronto
1: mayor making the media rounds in the year in interviews I know he was on CP24 yesterday. He then came to our studios and we sat down for an hour and talked about an awful lot of things. And we're going to roll clips of that interview out today. But amongst other things, uh, we talked about, and you know, the Toronto Sun yesterday morning, and he wasn't very happy about this, uh, published a cover story where effectively they said this is a city in crisis. John Tory told me that he believes an awful lot of that is about mental health issues. And the unfortunate thing is, and he said, I'm not shirking my duties, but um, these are provincial responsibilities. So we need to tackle this through a mental health approach. Um, he also talked about the police budget, which he will bring in as part of his major toronto budget but he says he's going to tackle guns and gangs and then we had a very interesting discussion about the downtown and congestion and you know i said listen when are we finally going to admit that like london and new york city toronto is not exactly a core where you want to drive a car and he conceded that that is absolutely the case not that this is a war on cars but that listen it's it's not the greatest idea if you're going to a jays game for example using the car is probably not your best approach well We're going to switch gears here and talk about schools. Parents
2: threaten court battle over Halton teacher dress code controversy. John, what is this about?
1: This is the Halton teacher who teaches shop and has very large prosthetic breasts. And there seems to be an enormous disagreement about whether or not this is a gender diversity issue or whether or not it's a basically a a dress code issue and the school board has been very deferential and has allowed this teacher to continue to behave this way or to dress this way and a group of parents have now filed a lawsuit so that's going to be interesting to get to the point where we start establishing case law about what somebody is able to you know how somebody's able to present in the workplace effectively huh interesting uh well speaking of children
2: the shortage of antibiotics and children's medications That continues. I thought that we were starting to actually see more along the line in terms of supply.
1: No, I think this is going to be with us for a while because, as a matter of fact, countries around the world are now reporting that they're starting to have strain when it comes to the supply of children's pharmaceuticals. So, in Canada, you're right, the situation has gotten better. Uh, but for the most part, it seems that pharmacists and hospitals are resorting to taking adult medication and trying to figure out how to reduce it for kids. And you just have to imagine, you know, any parent who has a sick child with a fever and desperately wants to find a way to remediate that. And, uh, you know, pharmacists to pharmacy to pharmacy and shelves are still empty.
2: Okay, John, we've been hearing stories of people being stuck on fl- planes or flights actually, you know, being canceled. Now we're hearing some stories of desperation born from this storage system, including a desperate Newfoundland 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 Oh my gosh, I'm still waking up Newfoundland Newfoundlander who <laughs> opted for a road trip.
1: Yeah, I I have to think, you know, maybe this will be turned into a Hallmark movie. There has to be romance at the end of it. But it's a guy named David Bradbury. He was told you're not going to be able to fly to Newfoundland for Christmas from Toronto. So he actually rented a car and he found another person who wanted to come along with him. And the two of them made the journey. It's 3,072 kilometers and it includes a seven hour ferry ride. Uh, but he completed it, and he got home in time for Christmas. And what one person observed is, listen, you know, look at come from away. Newfoundlanders know how to solve a problem. Well,
2: hopefully I'll be able to talk when we talk next. John Moore, please talk 10-10. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much. All right. It's our friend over at uh, CP24.
0: You're listening You're right. to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. John Moore. It's a sweet, sweet Friday!
1: As they say, is it Passover where they say, why is this the most special night of the year? Why is this the most special Friday of the year? Because it's the last Friday before Christmas, which is fantastic. Now, in radio, there was a fine tradition, which we will not be honoring, where pretty well everybody on the morning crew would be tanked by the end of the show. But, uh, Robert Turner, we've decided to take a pass on that. Yeah,
0: you're not going to be putting coffee in your Baileys.
1: Although, I do have some hooch for you. I went to see Tom at uh, Tom's place yesterday. And first of all, he said I've got a gift for you. I said, "Oh, that's great, you know." And and it turned out to be like this Bugatti uh jacket, which and and I thought, "Okay, well, thank you. That's way overly generous." And they said, "Oh, I've got some wine." And he gave me some Hungarian sweet dessert wine. And then he said, I've got something for Robert, which I've got in my bag right now, Robert. So we're not going to crack it open, but uh, it's a gift from Tom Maholic to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went to see Frank Leo. I had lunch with Frank Leo, which did, was... Did he have anything for me, like a house? He didn't have anything for you. Um, he was particularly generous to me. So maybe I'll share some of that generosity with you. But it was nice. You know, these are people who are part of our shows, owing to them being sponsors, but also, I think, you know, personalities. People know who Frank Leo is. People know who Tom Mihalik is.
0: Well, you were hanging out with Frank Leo before you started working with him on his commercials.
1: I was, yeah. I was having coffee with Frank every uh, Saturday morning. But listen, let's get to things that are more generally important than the fact that I got some freebies yesterday. Um, We've got this storm coming, and Bill Coulter is actually going to join us at 6.12, so He'll be able to give us a better impression. I went over... You
0: think he's going to be a little smug? Because last week, Ed kind of missed the mark with the storm. This one, he seems to have gotten spot on.
1: Everybody seems to have this one spot on. And we've been talking about this since Tuesday, right? And there was a a degree of reputational jeopardy, I think, to that. Because... Here we are approaching Christmas, and we're saying, eh, it could be ugly. And everyone's like, well, last Friday, it didn't work out, did it? But it does seem to be conspiring the way is it has been predicted. And I was over on the floor in the studios at CP24, and Bill was showing me radar yesterday. And so he has much more accurate, obviously, time-specific radar for today. So he'll be able to give us a much better impression of what we're looking at. Uh, it's pouring rain right now. I know because I've heard from some people, and so it's, you know, the rain's been coming down through the night. But the moment we drop below zero, that's where we start getting into some trouble. And so yesterday we were talking with Vince Svrasa, who's the director of transportation operations and maintenance for the city of Toronto, and Robert in number 26, the it, what an interesting exercise this is. They've actually, I mean, they're collecting data, they're looking at temperatures, but they actually have people out there on the streets who are just merely like, oh, okay, it looks like it's turning to snow now, I'm going to call the central command. Uh, we're going to get to a point where we are at freezing and all of the wet that is on the ground starts turning to ice. And that's where they say, go, 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 or blackball, blackball, blackball. And that's where they start the whole brining and salting operation.
2: So there are certain weather conditions that warrant brining. Unfortunately, this is not one of those situations because if we do apply the brine, say, tonight or earlier in the afternoon, the rain will wash it away. It won't have much effect, if any, at all. So we're going to have to begin salting as soon as the rain turns over to freezing rain and then immediately drop the blade and turn over to plowing. So brining under normal situation, under normal conditions, is an effective tool. In this situation, it's not going to be because the rain will literally
0: wash it away.
1: Something else the director had to tell us was that they've adopted this practice where they position the brining and plowing trucks, and actually, this is the first year where we have combinations thereof, which is something Montreal's had forever, but doesn't matter. Uh, the fact that we have it in Toronto now is great. So, you have a truck that is not only out salting, but as soon as they get the order, they can drop a shovel and they can start plowing and salting. Uh, but the trucks are kind of on relay kind of like the way we have ambulances with paramedics and they position them around the city. So they're not necessarily at a fire hall. They're on a street corner that could be closer to you if you end up in trouble. And ditto with the trucks. So instead of they give the order and all the trucks start filing out like a grand parade from some yard somewhere in the city of Toronto, the trucks are sitting there waiting. So they'll be able to begin a very comprehensive salting, brining, and then shoveling program right away.
0: It seems like they have a plan. I don't know if it's going to work, but it seems like the city's got a pretty comprehensive plan for tackling this storm.
1: Yeah. But also, I think, you know, there are days where we get out there and we salt and we shovel because everybody wants to get on with their day. And I imagine there are some people who are going to sprint to the mall today, nonetheless. But I also imagine that we're back to sort of Covid protocols for work. If anybody has to work today, that you know, people will say, "Don't bother coming in. We can do this from home." Yeah, If
0: you can work from home, I think a lot of people are.
1: Yeah, um, but the stores—you got the kids to look after anyway.
0: And stores last night were nuts. Uh, <laughs> at least a couple that I went to, where it seemed pretty clear people were trying to get stuff out of the way.
1: Yeah, and I, I certainly I sympathize. In you know, most uh, operations, most uh, retail operations make about forty percent of their money at Christmas time. And so yesterday when I was at Tom's, for example, I said, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? He said, we'll be here. But I, you know, I'm not confident necessarily that that many people are going to show up. Mind you, there's still tomorrow. And hopefully things recover in time for for tomorrow. Uh, But that's your operation in terms of trying to clear things out. Uh, I mean, even Joe Biden, this is all over the place, right? It's multiple storm systems. Because Joe got...
0: Biden's not speaking
1: about the Toronto storm specifically. No, 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 exactly. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Biden, what do you have to say about Southern Ontario? Uh, he said, this is not like a snow day. This is serious stuff. If you have travel plans, leave now. He said, not a joke. Okay, well, the go order for that is, is gone. And, you know, in our own house, I think Christmas kind of delayed right now. Uh, but hopefully everybody finds a way. And you, you know how it works, right? It's like when there's a blackout and everybody discovers the art of conversation. And I think if you're not able to be with some people for Christmas Day then or or Christmas Eve, then you'll probably find some other scenarios or some way to make the whole occasion special. So in airports, of course, there's all kinds of chaos, and WestJet making the announcement that after 9 o'clock this morning, they're not going to be serviced. At, they're not going to land or depart from Pearson Airport. But I think air travelers have had several days to try to work around this, and then there, there, there are the people who are sort of paralyzed in the system. You know, people who are stuck in airports right now trying to figure that one out. And then we have uh, considerable alterations at the TTC. So you can learn more at the TTC website. There's details on our website, and we're updating minute to minute about the school cancellations, about the TTC issues, about airport issues, all of that stuff. Okay, well, let's talk about the year-end conversation. And I'm sure this is your day-to-day as well. When I sat down with John Tory yesterday, we played that game of when was the last time we saw each other in person and we couldn't remember. Well, there's no reason why John Tory would remember at all, um, but I couldn't remember either because we've done some interviews over Zoom, but, you know, it's it's that COVID thing where everybody stayed away from everybody and then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, this is something. I mean, I'll still remember the first Person to come into this studio after two and a half years of lockdown, where cumulatively I probably did 14, 15 months from my home. Uh, but the first person actually was Terry Fox's brother. And I thought that was just so perfect that somebody with that much history and dignity and importance was the first person to grace our studios in person again. But let's get back to year-end conversation with John Tory. And we'll start with the silly stuff because we were talking about traffic and congestion and speed limits. And then John Tory, because he listens to the show, decided it was trying to scold me about speeding. Because, as you know, I got two tickets from a radar cam at, as I might point out, 4 o'clock in the morning. The only thing I have to worry about is radar cams, as yeah. you may know I've from listening talk about to the that, show. Yeah. If you don't um, speed, they won't be a problem, though. <laughs> There you go. And that, believe me, that precipitated a great long thing where I was being scolded by no less than the mayor of Toronto about speeding. And I, you know, without getting too deep into the weeds, I have never I didn't grieve the tickets. I just grieved the fact that I think and there is a city councilor in Brampton who is advancing this notion that we should have flexible speed limits. There are times of day where everybody should crawl because there are kids who could run into traffic. There are times of day where there is no threat to public safety and maybe you could go 40 instead of 30. Um, But let's see. uh, Aside from my own speeding issues, actually go for 35, Robert Turner. One of the things we talked about was... and let's set the table here. We talked earlier this week about a column that I really enjoyed by Ed Keenan in the Toronto Star, about how there's a kind of angst in the air in Toronto. And it stems from a lot of things. It stems from, you know, teenage girls swarming and killing a homeless man. It stems from people being stabbed with a bottle at St. Clair Station. But it also arises out of a general sense, you know, overflowing garbage bins. and aspects and congestion and so much construction it's almost unmanageable that there's a vibe out there. But John Tory feels that for the most part the crisis is in mental health. Something that hasn't been discussed in terms of why people have this eerie feeling because there's an extraordinary crisis taking place on our streets and in our homes and in our schools with mental health. It just is. Uh, This is not just me saying this. The professionals have said the aftermath of the pandemic made an already acute situation before the pandemic worse. And I think that is helping to lead to a lot of this kind of tension because people are anxious either because they're experiencing it or because they're made anxious by the presence of more people who are acting out and struggling with a with terrible. And so to me, the question isn't, you know, what's the mayor doing about this? That's a legitimate question. And I will have lots of answers for that in January when we present the budget because it's the ultimate expression of how we're allocating resources to address some of these things. But it's also what are we doing collectively as a society and as three governments about mental health? And it's notable, of course, mental health is a provincial jurisdiction. I don't think John Tory is wrong that one of the principal issues is mental health. And this year-end interview, incidentally, is going to air numerous times during the Christmas holidays, and I'd highly recommend it because, not to take anything away from our previous conversations, but sometimes it's just sort of how you doing, what's the year been like, what are you going to do next year? And this time we got into some pretty animated discussions, including on the mental health issue. And... We particularly talked about, uh, you may have heard there's an initiative, an initiative, and it's very controversial, in New York City, where they're starting to question the notion that everybody should be at liberty under any circumstances. We, the, There was a whole revolution in mental health care, you know, sort of post one flew over the cuckoo's nest, where it was decided that you couldn't hold somebody, unless they were a genuine provable threat to public safety, you couldn't hold somebody against their will. And so that has led to a lot of people with very serious mental health issues, but who are not day to day a threat to public safety, to be at liberty. And many of them live on our streets. And it's reached the point where, and I'm not the only person who's had this experience. I mean, in the wake of everything that's happened lately. I'm pretty squirrely when I'm on public transit. I have, on occasion, gotten off a train or changed cars because I see somebody and I worry, what could this lead to? I was coming up the escalator uh, at uh, Melinda Street out of the King Station the other day, and there was a guy behind me. So I decided I was going to ride the escalator kind of diagonally because I wanted to see, you know, is anything going to happen here? And I don't think you can... If you want to, you can accuse me of being paranoid. But I think a lot of people are, you know, crossing the street to get away from somebody they worry about. When I'm arriving at the office in the morning, I frequently, you know, change the side of the street that I'm on or use a different staircase at the parking lot because uh, that parking lot is a magnet for uh, homeless people. So um, I agree with John Tory that mental health issues are to be debated and we've got to to come up with a new strategy. I mean, on the round tables, we've talked about this countless times. We've got to take action. And I know that the Minister for Mental Health and Addiction Issues has been working the file and is very knowledgeable about the file, but it's time for a strategy. And I think the problem is that it's going to take a lot of political capital to push a new strategy that might work.
0: You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.